All right, what's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the pod. We got Lucas back on again. Uh, hey, guest... how's it going? How's it going, bud? Uh, guest from episode twenty-three, I think. How have you been, man? It's been a, it's been a while since we chatted. Yeah, totally. It's been. Uh, I mean, it's been cool. Still living out in East Van, which is a fun happening area, and then just uh, teacher school. I'll teach nice. school all the time. Now I'm now I'm in a graded semester. Oh, so they're giving me A's and B's, and I haven't gotten A's and B's in like four years. So <laughs> definitely busy because I I want to get A's. Yeah, I wanna, of course. I want those for myself. Are you? Is this your last semester then? Uh, no, we have a full practicum semester in the oh. fall. So for three months in the fall, I'll be teaching my own class, basically. Oh, that's amazing. Like at a local high school? At an elementary school in kindergarten. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> yeah, so I, I've been doing my practicum in kindergarten. I hope to get into high school eventually. But uh, yeah, my practicum has been all kindergarten, which has been what a ride these kids are so excited all the time um, they're, they're gonna yeah. think you're so tall they i'm a monster to them yeah it's great yeah because what are you like six three six four six three yeah. yeah okay so i am just an absolute monster for these yeah. children they're but, gonna think you're huge, you just man. you just be happy go lucky and i think that's the best part about this young age group is just how down they are. I in Korea I taught middle school and the middle school students you're the you're the lamest person they've ever met. Oh. With the 5 and 6 year olds they're like, "Wow, Mr. Zed, you're great." And I'm like, <laughs> "You're right." <laughs> yeah, like like they just think they're still so young and innocent and, and almost naive, right? Where it's like they don't they're not self-aware enough to kind of hate school and hate teachers and everything. Or no, and that's amazing. A big one that I always say is just they don't ever do mean things out of meanness. They just do mean things because they don't understand that what they're doing is mean. Right. Whereas as you get a little bit older, there's definitely that just like, ah, I know that this is gonna make you mad. So I'm going to do it. Um, but yeah, no, it's been, a, it's been a fun ride. And yeah, no, right now it's just all school all the time. Um, except for when I work. We find a little show? bit of time to have fun on the side. Uh, pardon? Are you still working in the same place? I'm working two jobs right now. My one job is working with children with autism. Um, and we just do like social groups on the weekend. And then my other job is on the Granville Island pirate ship. So I, have you seen that? The what? So there's a pirate ship that sails around False Creek. And yeah, there's a pirate ship and I'm a pirate. On oh the my pirate gosh. Ship. I play Tiny oh. the Pirate. It moves around? Yeah, we do a, no way. an hour 30 minute interactive pirate cruise. So is it like is it like uh does it have a story? Like what goes on? Like totally on totally. Oh. It's a it's almost it's it's like live theater almost in a sense. That's so cool. Yeah, it's so much fun. I just get to be tiny and I just go and be a pirate and tell them about pirate training and Oh, we're finding the treasure now. It's mostly for kids. 
it's definitely mostly for kids, but then there's like an adult cruise at night where they take you out to the sunset um, in False Creek. So yeah, it's a it's a fun little side gig for sure. Sunset with a piratey twist. Yep. This looks awesome, man. How'd you get into that job? Like how'd you? Uh, through a buddy. Oh, okay. Yeah, through a buddy. He was he's one of like the main pirates there, um, and I was just like, you gotta get me on this, and he was just like. Okay, I got you. Yeah. Wow, yeah. that's so cool. <laughs> Damn, that's a very interesting places to work. That's awesome. Yeah. How about you? Are you working? I am, yeah. I'm also working two jobs. Um, I do uh three, I do Tuesdays to Thursdays at I just started this one at uh Element Addictions out of Maple Ridge, and then weekends oh, I, for you, man. I work at a homeless shelter. So I've been I've been there for um like with the same organization since August and then the other ones relatively new, but yeah, I was actually in an elementary school like a few weeks ago. And then, uh, there were, I was just shadowing my colleague, um, and they gave a presentation on, um, like emotions and feelings. And then the whole question period is, uh, the kids, I think it was like a great, four class they were just asking how tall are you like how did you grow up i'm like i'm not even that tall i'm like six one like, it's not even like but then i found out there's only like one male teacher at the school so i i was just oh, like, you want a corn there tell me about it yeah with with elementary like they just keep saying oh we need strong male presences here and i was just like am yeah. i for that strong of a male presence i'm a mid-level male presence <laughs> i think they i think they just mean any male presence at elementary school yeah. that's, that's the vibe i'm getting because i think it's like it, it's i don't know why it like it's your i don't know if i asked you this last time but is your cohort predominantly female or is it totally even split totally okay. so in my in my original cohort it was 20 percent male i think i think it was seven guys out of 35 students um, and it's even lower during this summer semester. It's wild because now all of my things are elementary based. So a lot of the dudes are teaching high school. Um, but now in my elementary semester, it's like three guys out of 35 students, stuff like that. Holy. Like it's a really interesting field like that. Do you know, like talking to, talking to your peers, like, do you kind of know, like, do you get a sense why? Like I have some like, broad guesses but i don't know like it... it's that's a great question it's actually not something i've really thought about so i'll just say the first thing that comes to mind and i think that like i think there's two parts to it i think there's a traditional aspect where it traditionally was more female teachers um and then i think also part of it is just kind of the expect on teachers there's a lot of pressure to be a teacher and there's like kind of there's other jobs that make a little more money that are a little more male dominated um that you probably wouldn't even feel the same amount of pressure as a teacher so it's uh i think that probably the gender wage gap kind of works its way in there a little bit as well um but yeah, just coming to my mind, those were kind of two ideas that I had. Very interesting. Yeah, I was thinking How about the, you. I was thinking of the traditionalist thing too, and I think it's just, I think, I think the other thing I was is just like, like that's. I feel like it's kind of the same reason why there's predominantly more female nurses, and I think it's because like, I I think women are just better like caregivers than men. Like, 
like call a spade a spade like they're just better than men at it like they're a lot of times yeah yeah. and like with especially with young children like you need to emotionally connect with them you need to be empathetic and kind of like nurture and foster the growth and i feel like speaking very generally obviously like men are just shittier at that like we're just not able to do that as well and it's a it's and a have shame. emotions yeah exactly Who has emotions nobody's got those right it's like it's i obviously not nearly as much as say like 40 years ago but i think it's still to a certain extent stigmatized where like men i agree emotionally vulnerable and i think these fields you need that you need to kind of so yeah that's interesting yeah like if you well, get a chance that- to talk to some of your your pre- i'm very curious to know like that's like I never really realized it, but then I think like growing up, like thinking through like high school and, and elementary school. Yeah. Like most of my teachers were female teachers and like, that's yeah. Never really thought about why, but. And that's like, just to tie into that, that's one of the biggest reasons why I probably wouldn't pursue kindergarten full time is just, I like, I love teaching kindergarten. It's so much fun. Um, but if you're the dude teaching kindergarten, you're a weirdo. You know what I mean? Oh, really? There are two male kindergarten teachers in the Burnaby school district. I don't have numbers on how many schools there are. Let's, I can probably find that really quickly. There are two male kindergarten teachers in the entire Burnaby school district. How many elementary schools I should have prepared this as a talking point. No, no, no. I think we're just going off 10. That's what I love about it. Okay, so 41 elementary schools. Let's call let's call it two kindergarten classes per elementary school. So that's two out of 82. Oh. Two out of 82 teachers are What's male. that, like 5%? Something like that. Uh, less. Less than 5%, yeah. right? Yeah. And that's, I think we're lowballing it. No, that's 2.5%. Sorry. Two and a half yeah, percent. Half, so yeah, yeah. yeah oh, it's crazy. Damn. It, it. Do you do you kind of feel that like stigma then, in like even just talking with like some of your fellow classmates, like just like oh, like no, I don't want to do. No, everybody has been super supportive. Everybody's like you'll you'd make a great kindergarten teacher, but I just feel like that kind of uh, I shouldn't, but I do. Right. I was raised in a society, unfortunately. Right. Um, it's hard so to get away from it, right? Yeah. Yeah. But uh, yeah, no, it's been a lot of fun. That's awesome. And that's awesome. Like, I don't know. I, I definitely see that connection between like vulnerable communities because you're working in addictions counseling. Yeah. It's like, I, th- I think they're definitely connect- like just thinking like retrospectively, I think they're definitely connected to because I think it's like working in like the shelter, you see individuals who are like very, very vulnerable. And then, and then like, I was kind of looking for like uh, another part-time job. So this is like halftime. So it's like alternating three days, Tuesdays, uh, three days, two mm-hmm. days to kind of work in like with a vulnerable population too, but kind of like up with the younger. Cause like at the shelter, I don't really do much. Like to, if I'm going to, well, okay. I shouldn't say that, but like I'm like front desk. So I get less like chances to kind of interact. Like I'm more like overseeing things. But totally. so it's I'm, I'm looking forward to like getting to work with um high school kids because I'll I'll be technically my title is like high school based prevention worker so I'll I'll be doing like one on one visits and like group group hosting like group sessions to kind of just like talk about substance use or substance a lot of people are substance affected like that's something I never really realized too until like I like 
What do you mean by substance effect? So, so let's say it's a kid and their dad or their mom is, you know, using alcohol or, or abusing, you know, opioids or anything like that. So, so mm-hmm. someone, someone in their immediate vicinity is a substance user, or it's just like, uh, maybe like they'll be referred to by a friend saying, Hey, like, I'm worried about um, such and such. Um, can you help them out? And then kind of, that's how like a lot of our clientele um, comes to us is like self-referrals or uh, counselors, like school counselors. Um, obviously it's like wrapping up now. And then uh, one of my colleagues who was like, I'm mainly shadowing, they just went away for a bit. Uh, so uh, I haven't been able to get into the schools too much, but like come September, I think it'll really pick up. So I'll, I'll get the full mm-hmm. school year, which will be, yeah, it'll be interesting. Like kids are, I'm hearing some like pretty whack stories about like, like 11 year olds doing LSD on a Tuesday. And I was like, what? I was like, I don't know if it's like, that's insane. I don't know if you've heard like similar things, like from your friends out of the high schools, maybe it's just a maple rich thing for now, but it's like, I'd imagine like if this continues to spiral, it's going to, it's not just going to be specific to one region. Like that's like, Mm -hmm. Yeah, like kids, eleven-year-olds should not be doing LSD on a Tuesday no. night. That's no, no, pretty messed up. But and obviously, it's just an unhealthy coping mechanism, right? Like, there's probably obvious, there's probably something in their life to, um, yeah, but to avoid, yeah, yeah. I don't know if you heard anything like crazy like that. No shame, obviously. Like it's it's I heard to help them too, but just through like firefighting stories i don't do firefighting i'm not a firefighter but i've heard through people who are involved with it just like i don't know parties where people just like put any random pill in a bowl and it's just like you take those but i've never heard people that young using drugs like that which is i mean lsd has a time and a place don't get me wrong um i hope that that's not me overstepping no 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 i don't think so like um, i i think i'm i'm a very i don't think it's 11 or on a no. tuesday night no yeah I, i'm a very pro harm reduction person i think it's like and it's mm-hmm. naive to think it's naive to think it's as simple as just saying you know that remember like when we were, we were in elementary school we were like oh, just, just say, say no, no baby yeah it's like, that's <laughs> honestly that's bullshit i'm not gonna like i'm gonna be candid about it that's bullshit it doesn't work because if it works, then no one would use substance. You know what I mean? Like if yeah. it was as easy as if it was as easy to avoid those things as just saying, oh, just say no, then no one would be substance yeah. using. Like it's just it's very unrealistic. So I'm a very pro harm reduction. I'm yeah. So I think, but in that sense, it's like, hmm, how do we harm reduce an 11 year old? Maybe don't use it. <laughs> I don't know. Like yeah, that's, that's a very tricky one. But honestly, yeah it's it's so crazy and it like yeah everybody's got a story you know what i mean like everybody's got a story and i'm very grateful that my one has been not terribly tumultuous and i think that that's just having that empathy where you're not just like because i've met people and they're just like oh just get rid of all the crackheads that's how we get our problems under control and it's just like okay but like can we get to know the person it's not just Mm -hmm. that the person is a a lot more layers than that 
Yeah. Um, I watched Shrek recently. So just like, just like onions, just like an onion, got a, just like onions, they got layers. You got to peel it back. Yeah. I, I totally agree with that. I think it's like, we, we can't, we can't view it as, Oh, this is a substance. Like they're a person using it. Like they're doing it for a reason. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like, mm-hmm. I feel like anyone who uses substances didn't do it. Or the majority of people who are like substance dependent, like didn't start using it because um they just want like you know like they just want to try it once like i feel like if you want to just try it once you're not using it to feel something you're not using it as a coping mechanism like we we're talking about earlier right it's like like it there's a reason it's become a crutch and i think it's it's yep. it's too easy just to say oh like just get rid of them it's like oh, well it's like what do you mean by that it's like you know it's a there's a there's a mental health crisis that we have to deal with like in the, mm-hmm. in the general population yep they and it's just like Oh man, I had a I had a point that I was gonna say. Oh no, did I lose it? I hope not. Um, it looks like I lost it. No, Which, that's oh, not. Oh right. no, it was a real good one too. It'll come back. Uh, <laughs> It'll come back. I hope. Knock on wood. Um, but yeah, no, yeah, uh, and. Like Vancouver is obviously going to be the place where Canada's drug problem arises, right? If you live in Toronto or Montreal or Edmonton and you're not housed, you can't survive the winter. So you have to come to Van. Van has the best initiatives, which is also, yeah, no, I'm glad that we agree on that because I've definitely had some conversations recently where people are just like, ah, well, just get rid of them, like blah, blah, blah. And it's just like, it's st- oh, here's my point. Okay. Yes. 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 So, a lot of the criticism is coming off of one aspect of that person, which is the fact that they use hard drugs. When there's 25 other reasons that we're actually we have a lot in common with that person. Right. So people just love to generalize or make like hard boundaries. And I don't like that. I don't like the hard boundary kind of idea. I like I to agree. try and see the whole picture, which is me sounding super preachy, but no, I think, I, and I don't do it all the time, but when I can, I try my best to try and gather all the facts rather than setting like a, this bad, I don't like. I, I think you're onto something. And I think it, it's just like, I, I get why like, Again, speaking very generally, like, hey, go why people say things like that. I think it's just a like not having the experience of like working with people. I think it's just we're working totally. with that population, right? I think it's or it, even just getting to know someone. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's like their substance use doesn't define them, and it shouldn't, right? It's be like it'd be like let's say like someone who drinks alcohol, but they're able to control it. But I think it's like an easy thing to be like, okay, imagine now you can't. Like, should we? Like, are you? a piece of trash because of no you're just somebody going through something and i think it's like Mm -hmm. we we all have like yeah we all have an obligation to kind of kind of see that and kind of help help others through it and i think or even like the business industry where it's like encouraged no i can't comment on this because i am not in the business (laughs) side of things but people just go out and get super drunk and do a bunch of blow on the weekend yeah as long as you're making your quota they so the it's a it's an interesting thing or just like how a lot of 
like opioids are a really bad drug on the streets, but also given to a lot of people for pain and like recovering. Like yeah. T3s are opioids. Yeah. You know, everybody, a lot of people have had their wisdom teeth removed. A lot of people have taken a T3 um, or like ADHD pills and they're being close to um, like meth and Ritalin. It's, it's, it's different drugs, but it's, it's very much the same kind of idea. So it's, it's an interesting thing that is just like, this one's okay. And that one is really, really bad. It, um, and it, it is really bad because it's not well made. But that's just me now arguing for legalization and proper distribution. I um, yeah, <laughs> I, I I think I think legalization is because it's like I I never understand the argument of like oh like we can't legalize it because it's then like you know then people use it. I'm like seriously like it's illegal now. Like, where do you think these people are getting their drug? You know what I mean? Like, like yeah. open your eyes a little bit. It's like, yeah. it's, it's not legal and people are still doing them. Like, I don't know. Yep. It wouldn't change anything for you. I think it's like a lot of, it wouldn't change like, anything for no. me. It wouldn't change anything exactly. for you. We're not going to start hopping on to more harder drugs no. just because they're legal. Yeah. If crack was legal, well, I'm not going to go to the street and buy it. You know what I mean? It's just not like, like, and, and if I, it just doesn't make a lot of sense. And I think it's like a lot of other times, I feel like a lot of people get caught up in like things that they think will affect them, but it really won't, but it has the potential to be such great benefit to others. Right. Like if we had a clean supply of drugs coming in, like yeah. our, last year there was like, yeah, it's now the number one cause of non um, illness related deaths in Canada is illicit drug overdose. And that's it's caused more COVID deaths than Canada. Yeah. Than, uh, it, it's caused yeah. more deaths than it's <laughs> The opioid crisis has caused more COVID deaths. No, uh, yeah, no, it has caused more deaths than COVID. Exactly, and and like I, I don't know. I feel like people don't. It, it's I think it is at the end of the day is the stigma, and it is like I. It's exactly what you tied like painkillers. Like morphine is an opioid, but you're not gonna be like, yep. oh, you took morphine, like you drug addict, right? But then you nope. hear the word heroin, you hear the we hear the word opioid, we think immediately think opioid, uh, fentanyl, heroin, like all these illicit yeah. things where it's just i think it's just about it's a shift in mindset where it's just yeah i i i don't like they made the i know that recently they changed that law it was like if people can like people can carry um a drug amount but know, one gram i think i thought it was two and a half but i know they okay. wanted some of the some of my colleagues were saying they were lobbying for four and a half um but like i it's a, it's a good it's a good uh it's a good step, I think. And, and I, I, I agree. Yeah. I'm not going to be naive and think that it didn't upset a lot of people, but it's like, wh- why? Like, I don't, I don't understand. It's like, it's not going to affect you. And like, look at, look at the countries in Europe that make, you know, that decriminalized, uh, mm. I, I can't think of Portugal. Yeah. Portugal's Portugal Portugal is yeah. the big one. People just don't die anymore because you can control it. You can, and it helps the government too. It helps. It help, you know, it's more tax well, funds. It's, Increase, exactly increase the school like system. It's, it's- somebody is making money off of selling illicit drugs in our country right now yes. and it's not the government no i mean yeah it's uh it's interesting i i want to find how much the canadian government makes in uh cannabis taxes oh probably so much i i know colorado like uh i think they're like their school attendance went up like 
sixty percent or something. I, I could be pulling these numbers straight on my ass, but like it has been from April twenty nineteen to March twenty twenty, they made twenty three point seven million dollars in cannabis taxes. Oh my god! So we're talking about industries and like I mean. I mean, obviously, there will be pushback from both sides. There will be pushback from the people who are selling illegal drugs right now. And there will also be pushback from the not-in-my-backyard crowd. Yeah. Oh, no, no, don't do that around here. Um, so, yeah, it's a, it's, a really, it's a really interesting debate. And it's, it's one that, yeah, I think obviously needs to be had in our city because there is a there is a problem i will say that Mm -hmm. at the very end of the discussion as a baseline that there is a problem in our city um and from one side it's the problem of a lot of people are dying and a lot of people know those people and those people are people um and then the other side is the property crime kind of idea where it's just like oh i can't believe that they do this and that so everybody can acknowledge that there's a problem um and it's 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 something that i'm sure has had a lot of discussion and i think that this was a good discussion on it as well yeah totally (laughs) just the Um, more we can talk about it more openly that's how we reduce stigma right i think that's what i was just saying this the other day i think reducing stigma is just being able to like at the very basics just being able to talk about something openly not have it seem like a awkward or, or tough topic but because yeah mm-hmm. at the end of the day if we can speak freely about it if we can have like these good constructive discussions about it i think it's like maybe mm-hmm. we can impact like one person in our own life and then they impact another person and just snowballs right but, yeah that damn that went a that went a way different direction than i thought i thought we were going to talk about some hockey we just finished introductions, and now, <laughs> which which talking point do you want? I got five. Give me oh, a number, one to five. Uh, let's do four. Four. How do you stop Colorado? <laughs> you injure. <laughs> wait, no, that doesn't work either. You can't even <laughs> Gerard's out. Uh, what's it called? Cadre's out. Kemper's out. Matter. Kemper's out. Kemper can't see. Doesn't matter. Uh, you don't. They have. Probably, if he keeps us up, he has a chance to be the best defensive ever. And they have one of the biggest trucks and, like, spite. Nathan McKinnon watching that guy move confuses me. Like, when McDavid does it, like, it's it's spectacular. And he, like, he does McDavid it in such a is like, graceful McDavid way. is like, a, like a, I don't know. What's an animal that moves? He's like a gazelle. He's a cheetah. He's just like, duh, duh. He's yeah. like a cheetah. Yeah, and then McKinnon's like a grizzly bear. I, McKinnon's He's like a still grizzly coming bear. at you yeah. real fast, but you better be out of his way. The I, I think like the way I think was like the way McDavid skates. It's like okay, I can kind of see how someone to get. He's like an he looks like he's just skating, but just really really fast. And then mm-hmm. McKinnon like he gallops like the way he's no one in the league skates like that. Like he'll he'll legit trot. Like it is, he, yeah. he looks like a stallion out there. It is, <laughs> I don't know. I and then like the way he stick handles is just so like he's a he attacks the pot. He's a violent, violent player when when he, yeah. when he starts. That's like, what it is. I and then and then Macar on the back end, like you you 
Squint, it uh, looks like there's two of them out there. Hey, Ryan. Hey, what's up? Macar. Huh? What's User up? User Macar. Oh, definitely <laughs> Macar. Yeah, no, I'm I'm just I'm just memeing off the <laughs> what was it like 2019? People were like talking about oh Hughes and McCart. No, no, it's very as a diehard Canucks fan, it is very clearly. I I think I think at that point though, like the Calder season, there was an argument to be had, but I think like and obviously like Quinn Hughes isn't snapping it around to Ranton and McCart. And also Quinn, yeah, no, Quinn Hughes is not. Playing with M- McKinnon, Ranton, yeah. and Landis. Devon Taves. But that being said, though, you Devon can- Taves is uh, D1 on the Canucks. Just eye test. Oh, like, man. Just eye test. That guy is just different. I yeah. I saw the stat. So, uh, Kale McCarr and Devon Taves have both been in the lineup 78 times so far. Uh, the Avs are 63, 9, and 6. Guess how many in 78 games? Guess how many goals they've outscored their opponents by? Oh man, in 78 games? Yeah, in 78. When oh. they've both been in the lineup. 150 goals. Yeah, pretty much. 121. Oh. Yeah. I was gonna say 50 at first, but that felt too low. The but. the the other stat is four times in the history of the NHL. A defenseman has had nine points in a four-game series. McCarr's done that twice this year. Yep. Yeah. I saw that one. Yeah. That's, that's I, crazy. I don't know how you stop them. I think – I hope Kadri gets to come back because I think it would be really shitty if a Stanley Cup is decided I think by... he broke his thumb and he got yeah. surgery on it. But they're not – they haven't ruled him out completely. I don't know what that means. Maybe it's just, like, playoff bullshit, but – I hope he gets to come back because I think it'd be such a shame if like they lose the cup and that would be like such a what if. Uh, How funny if. is it that it was Kane and Condry? Uh, yeah, just the two guys on both teams. I know, and and to Condry's credit, he hasn't done anything like egregious. He hasn't buried somebody into the boards. He's like he's clean up. He from behind. Like, yeah, yeah. It reminds me of uh, when Ryan Kessler, like in the 2011 season when he cleaned up his act and he was just such a better player for it. And like, he was like, if they had won, I think he would have been the Colin Smythe winner with in that run. And he was just so dominant and like shut people down just so big and fast. But I hope he gets to come back because I, but if, if he doesn't, I, then maybe point stays out. Like if Tampa wins, um, then at least it'll be even. Right. And then we, then we won't wonder, Oh, what if Tampa, like, Oh, Tampa has point, but what if, Colorado Hakadri, what would have happened? But I, I don't think the Rangers have a chance. I think they're done. I think they're done in six. <laughs> One thing, if the Canucks had won in 2011, Luongo would have been the Con Smythe winner because the Canucks would have won rather than losing. Oh, okay. In my opinion. Yeah, that's fair. Because right, then the Luongo would have won the games instead of lost yes, the games. That that makes sense. Um <laughs> he's still had good numbers though, despite like Oh, turning into Swiss cheese in Boston. He still had that man. Like I was talking to somebody the other day, like that was one of the worst officiated series I've ever seen in my life. Like since what, remember that hit uh, Tim Thomas had on Henrik Sedin when Henrik Sedin was just that. Why is that not a penalty? You can't just fucking hit somebody. Playoff hockey, baby. That's just how Boston plays. I, it's definitely Jack Edwards. Oh, freaking Jack Edwards. I, I think it was just the the refs felt the pressure of being in that building and in that city and that atmosphere and just they they put the whistles away and then 
yeah, this these like every other year, uh, penalties go up in the playoffs, but not the, like that finals. They just said, nope, we're not gonna call it. Except for Aaron Rome, who got a historically long Stanley Cup final suspension. Yeah, long. You know what's the that. craziest part is the uh, director of player safety. Oh, hey, his son was on the other team. Yeah, you can't step, expect. Yeah, steps down just before the series starts, but still has. Yeah, still was allowed to course, work. Yeah, yeah, no, he's still got pull. I don't he's know. still got pull. These people who are making the calls now next week are still his employees. Yes. Oh, you you called some bad calls. Oh, I'm sorry. You have to go. Yeah. No. no it was it was bullshit. Yeah. We're talking about a team that won the President's Trophy. Had the most goals against goals for, fewest goals against, best penalty kill, and best, best power, power play. play. Yeah. <laughs> you know, this One is the, the second best with no defense team, players, yeah. no defensemen in the in the finals. So oh well. <laughs> I'm gonna live for at least another 10 years. So I hope the Canucks win one in that time. <laughs> <laughs> Send the bar low. <laughs> um but yeah, I don't know how you stop them. But I think the goaltending. That's yeah. my answer. Goaltending. Either Franzos versus Vasilevsky, Franzos versus Shesterkin. Good night, Jim Kai. Even friends, even like Kemper versus those dudes. He's been terrible this playoff. But I guess it just shows like you don't need like this is fucking nuts. Like when was the last time we haven't seen like super good goals? Maybe Jonathan Quick in 2012, but he no 2014, but he picked it up in the finals. But like, we haven't seen a run where goaltending has been so-so, but they're just I mean, rolling. oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, last year, Dallas, it's not like uh, Kudobin was oh, that's a world burner. Um, I don't know. I Yeah, but the, the crazy thing about Colorado is you shut down their top guys. Like, they have Lekkanen, they have Burakovsky, they have Comfort, they got Gerard. And, no, they got Byram in the back end. They have um, – who else do they have? Did I say Comfer? Uh, yeah. Alex New. I mean, Kadri generally. Yeah, Kadri. They still have. Darren Helm, eh? Darren Helm. <laughs> Josh Manson has an overtime goal. Like, like. Yeah. Here's the stat, too. Uh, McDavid and Dreisaitl combined for 65 points, tied for third most by a playoff duo in the past 31 years. Malkin Crosby in 2009, Kudrow point in 2020-67. Gretzky and Sandstrom, 65 in 1993. Lemieux. Uh, Recky, um, 78 in 91. Every single one of those teams, except for the Gretzky team, won the cup. That's so interesting that it's Lemieux and Recky and not Lemieux and Yager. Well, I don't, I because I think think that that was was... his rookie year. Yeah, 91 would have been his rookie year. Yeah, I looked today, Lemieux had 44 points in 23 games that playoff run. But it was a different league back then. Yeah, it was, it definitely was. But like, that just shows like it's. So hard to like. You have two world eaters out there. You have yeah. You have a guy that looks like he's straight out of video. Not even an exaggeration. Like I feel like that video game like is thrown out a little too much for my liking. But no exaggeration when you say Connor McDavid is straight out of video game. Straight yep. out of it. Couldn't couldn't even win a single game in the conference finals. Like that's nuts to me. I mean, that just speaks to how much of a team sport hockey is. Yeah. Because Connor McDavid played 25 minutes in game four, and he had multiple points. Three. (laughs) Three points. He had three points. 
On one leg. On one leg, yeah. He goes back to the bench. He's in tears. And he finishes. I... Yeah, I this is why I think like I was listening to Spin Chicklets. Like I love Spin Chicklets, but I think they said something that I didn't agree with at all. I think it's like they're like, oh, like in hockey, you're judged on like championships in any other sport. I think I disagree. I think I'd say basketball, you're because basketball, right? There's only five guys. You're out there for 40 minutes out of 48 minutes. You have the ball in your hands. 35% yeah. of the time, the best players in the world have the ball in their hands, right? So I think in basketball, I it's exactly what you said. Hockey is a team sport more than anything. I think using cups to obviously it's great to get one. And like, if you're a champion, you're a champion, but I think it's like yep. so much goes into winning in hockey. Where it's like a bat bounce here, a, a puck off the stanchion here. More That's than, how a hockey puck works. Yeah. A hockey puck is not a predictable item. No, like it's not a, a, ball. a ball, like yeah. baseball or basketball. Right. It's, it's a football is a little bit more unpredictable, but yeah. But even in football, right? It's like you're a quarterback. You, you if your defense fucking sucks, you're not going to be on the field, right? Where it's like basketball. Okay, uh, the other team scores. I get the ball right back in my hands. I'm going down. I'm not. There's no. Yeah. There's no line changes. There's there's nothing like that. So I think anything in yeah in hockey more than anything, I think it's it's a bit unfair to judge people based solely on championships. Like I like agree. Joe Thornton's still a hall of first ballot hall of famer, regardless <laughs> if he ever wins one. It'd be nice. Screw Joe Thornton. Thornton. But, yeah, <laughs> he was mean to the Sedins. <laughs> I sure. see that the time is now eight fifty. Um, do you oh, have to shit. get going? I do. Okay, before can, you, before yes. Do you have any closing off, thoughts? Yes. Before we cut off, I'm going to give you my four other talking. Yes, please. We're going to do another one. This is so fun. The Coyotes. Oh, the Coyotes. <laughs> Goaltending in the playoffs. Okay. McDry. Yeah, we kind of talked about that. Canada's men's soccer. Okay. How they how they have made the World Cup and then also canceled that game on Sunday. They were supposed to play Panama? They were supposed to play Panama, canceled the game two hours beforehand because they, of labor disputes. They're playing tomorrow, though. They are playing tomorrow, and they yeah. are playing tomorrow. Okay. Tomorrow, yet Sunday was a friendly. This is um, for the Concacaf. Um, but yeah, those are those are the other talking points I thought of. Yeah, I originally I thought like, oh, these greedy guys, but then I realized like there's only like a few players on the team that play in like Europe and that are making huge amounts of dough, like Jonathan David being one. Obviously, Alfonso Davies and that uh, yeah. that guy who's born in Mexico but has a Canadian passport. Oh, the midfielder. I'm blanking. Uh, he plays in Europe, too. Hold on. Canada. It's not Godinho, is it? Uh, no. He's Portuguese. Okay. St- this is me showing my... Uh, Steven my- Estacchio. Okay. No, never mind. He's not born in Mexico. He's born in... Where is he born? Portugal. Sorry, but he has okay. a he has a Canadian passport. Because he's born in Lim- no, he's born in Leamington, Canada. Okay, so he's Portuguese though. Okay. Either way, I think he plays in he plays in Porto, which is the top league in Portugal. Tight. So yeah, not everybody plays in Europe. So I guess like a lot of them play out the MLS, so maybe that's why like they want more money. But I think it's the same as like the men's uh, U.S. men's team too, like wanting, like 
it'd be the same. Like they want equal pay as the women's, right? Where it's like the few times, like I feel like Canada, US soccer are the only two instances where men are asking for the same amount of money as women. Usually it's the other way around, I feel like. Asking for so that was something that was interesting to me. I was just like, is this like a equal rights kind of thing? Or is it just like, a, oh, they get this much. We want that much. I think it's a bit of both. And I think it's, but, okay. but I feel like, but I feel like it's the, where the stigma is, right? I feel like, I feel like it's, it's obviously it happens way more disproportionately to women, but it's like the same, it's the same thing with abuse to men. It's the same thing with like equal equality with men. Right. Or I feel like it's, it's assumed that it happens or that it doesn't happen. Like in the case of abuse, I think whenever it gets brought up, people are like, what? Oh, they're mm-hmm. not getting paid as much. So I think that might be the case, but I, I think this is the, first year they've actually had any international success and where like the women's team is winning world cups they're winning olympic medals so it's like yeah pay those pay those elite players like they deserve to be paid the same with the women's yeah i woke players. up at 5 a.m to watch that game yeah. i tell you i woke up at 5 a.m to watch uh canada's women they win Sweden in that final oh man let me tell you during that shootout when Sweden went up in that shootout too, I was just like, "Oh yeah, ah. a lot of lot this of Olympics punching. was so much fun to watch." It was. I I genuinely enjoyed it. Yeah. All right. Well, thanks again for coming on, man. We gotta. I gotta yeah. have to talk about the other three, uh, three, four things. This was so fun. Absolutely, I'll have more by then. Awesome. The Coyotes maybe, are a really interesting one. Maybe we can talk about like. Game one of the finals the next time we do it because I think they said it's either going to be the fifteenth or the eighteenth, depending um, if the East goes six or seven. I Hell think yeah. I think they're done though. I think it's over in six. Tampa's in, Tampa and six. I also hate the Rangers, but <laughs> why do you hate the Rangers? Hate Sorry, so not much. to keep you any longer. I hate but... them so much. I find them. Oh, oh you're just... a Pens fan. Uh, okay, Jacob okay, Truba, that scumbag. Never mind. You're Anyways, thanks for coming on. Yeah, no, definitely. Thanks for having me. Yeah, it's always so fun. Have a good one. Good luck uh, with the rest of your semester. Thank you, man. Have a good one. Take care. Good luck with your game. Thanks. Appreciate it.